good. We're here. We're here. We're together. Hooray! Yay! Hi, Sally. Hi, Tyler. Hi, listeners. Welcome to your other day. Our podcast. Woo! Oh my God! I think that was the best intro we've ever done. <laughs> so great. Oh man, we're getting good at this. <laughs> now all we need to do is not take long breaks because then when we do, we forget it again. Oh, boy. Well, going forward, I'm going to set the intention that it doesn't matter how long of a break we take. Great. I love that intention. <sighs> well, I actually had a really big awareness, and it's interesting that, well, I'm going to share it with you. Great. <laughs> I'm drinking coffee also while, while we're talking. Hey, I'm drinking coffee, too. Oh, man. Which I is interesting because it. it's like 2.30 p.m. here. It's not even like early morning recording. This is great. Well, so I'm going to say up front, guys, everyone, today our guest is Sally, so we're going to do that thing where we just talk. So I just had this awareness. Uh, we were about to record today, and it was like 1.30, and I was like, oh my god, I have so much time. This is great. I'm going to get really grounded into the podcast energy, and it's going to be fabulous. And then I decided to play a quick game on my phone, <laughs> and... I played it. It took 10 minutes till I lost, and I was like, oh, I just wasted 10 minutes. It's fine. I still have 20 more minutes. And then I started another game on my phone. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> because I've really been aware lately that I don't often in the past, haven't often in the past allowed myself the kind of time to really get a place where I'm feeling good and grounded before we come into our recording sessions. I'm often like running late and haven't had time to write my intention. And I really am wanting to shift that. And so at, you know, like 1:47, <laughs> I texted Sally and I was like, I need an extra 15 minutes. And I spent some time in meditation with the energy of a year ago today. And that was really lovely. And I wrote my intention and it was really nice and it felt really freaking great. Mm-hmm. And so going forward, I'm realizing how much more important it is to me to show up feeling the way I want to feel mm-hmm. and that that requires some commitment. Yeah. That's and great. And to delete the games off my phone. <laughs> I just downloaded that Oprah game. I don't Oprah remember. has a game? She has a game, and I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. Um, what's it, It's like Bold Moves, I think it's called. Why are you telling me this? I just said I need to delete I'm it sorry. off my phone, and you were like, oh, I know a great game. <laughs> Wait, but well, what is it? What does it do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to download it immediately. <laughs> you just, like, match all the colors and stuff and, like, get rid of the things. So And then you have to solve um it's like hangman. You have to like solve the quote. Oh, I like hangman. So well, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's like a little. It's fun, and then when you solve it, then it shows you the full quote in this snazzy little graphic that you can save onto your phone and then like share and stuff. Are all the quotes uplifting? Yeah. Well, I most, would some of them are like whatever. Some of them are just like this is fine. <laughs> 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 but I'm sure they speak to someone. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's been fun. Yeah, because I had. Uh, deleted all of the games from my phone just because I hardly ever play them and like when I do it it was usually just distracting 
But this one is so fun. I'm sure I'll delete it at some point too. But for now, it's yeah, been yeah, fun. Yeah. I've been listening. I've been playing it while listening to my audiobooks when I'm in the bedroom. Like if Justin's watching football or working mm-hmm. on a screenplay, and so I don't want to bother him, then I'll listen to my audiobook in the in the bedroom and play mm-hmm. the game. Mm. Well, I like that. Maybe I'll download it. <laughs> it's fine. I'm allowed to have games on my phone. Yes. I don't need to deprive myself. I just need to be more intentional about when I play them and when I stop playing them. Great. Uh, <laughs> so is that the best thing that's happened to you since we last recorded? Or was that just a side thing? Oh, that was just a side note. Great. <laughs> uh, what's the best thing that's happened to me since we last recorded? Okay, I got it. <laughs> Great. I just had to think, the last time we recorded was literally, like, last night. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't even been, like, I don't even, it has not been 24 hours. <laughs> uh, the best thing that happened to me since we last recorded, I have recently offered, like, a gifted animal spirit reading on my mm. Facebook wall. I was like, if you want one, comment, and I'm going to do these for free over the next week. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I post something on Facebook and no one responds. So I was really surprised when I got like 18 people who wanted it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, but it's been really fun. And I've been doing just like as many as I feel like doing at a time. And you know how it is with channeled stuff. It's like when you're channeling, you're always like, I don't know how this is going to land. Or like, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to resonate. But, um, you know, like... I've probably done 12 so far and 10 people have probably responded and all 10 of those people have been like, wow, that was spot on. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of it has just been confirming things that people were already feeling and knowing and I'm totally happy to be that confirmation for them. But it's just been really fun because, you know, in terms of like coming out of the spiritual closet, it's not something that I've done before to like offer readings on my personal Facebook wall. So it's been really fun. And... I'm really enjoying it. I really love that. Also, I didn't put my name in the comments, but I would love one if you had space. (laughs) I was like, let me not, because it already had so many. And I was like, oh no, she's going to be doing so many of these. Well, Sally, I'll always give you a reading. (laughs) You just have to tell me when you want one, but okay. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So what's the best thing that's happened to you? Um, Last night was the full moon. We had a sort of last minute full moon circle type of thing. I mean, I guess it did turn out to be a full moon circle because um, Jess Grippo's in town. And I was so was... confused. I saw on your Facebook wall where you're like, I'm seeing Jess and Sarah tonight. And I was like, what? And I was like, are they having an <laughs> online gathering that I'm not invited to? And then I was like, oh, no, they're having an in-person gathering that I'm not yeah. invited to. It was so great I loved it so much it was so like nourishing it was funny too because Sarah she gave me a ride and we were saying beforehand like we were talking about how some people weren't gonna show up until like nine or like after nine and we were like oh my god like that's like so late (laughs) like (laughs) we we need to be in bed by 10 so (laughs) we were both like well like if we don't you know if we start to get tired like let's go home blah blah whatever we didn't even notice what time it was until it was like 11 30 and then we were like oh well I guess this is going well (laughs) well I feel like that's what always happens when I get into like a women's circle it's so good because it's so, like, nourishing. It's not, yeah. like, a huge, like, the typical outing. It's not draining. Where, yeah, exactly. So even for an introvert, it can be really fulfilling and delicious. Well, I want to know 
you know, since we, we don't have another guest and we can do whatever we want because it's our podcast, what did you or did you set an intention since the full moon is all about releasing? Was there something specific that you set your intention around releasing? Yes. So I released um, doubt of my process um, mm. and of the guidance that I receive, which is because that's something that's been coming up a lot lately, like. Jordana, for instance, will constantly be like, well, if you trusted the guidance that you get for yourself as much as you trust the guidance that you get for other people, like what would be different about your life? And I was like, oh, everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of You're the like, things. You're like, I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that, and then the other thing that I released was, um, what was it? It was just like learning from pain and so that I can really deepen how I learned from pleasure, um, and seeing the value of pleasure more. I'm just like done with like learning from pain and not from failure, but from like struggle. Like, it's just like, I'm just over it. And there were aspects of myself that were clearly still hanging on to that, that are truly no longer serving me. Like I got it. I spent, you know, 30 plus years learning from pain. I got that down. Let's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's explore more of this whole learning from pleasure thing. (laughs) It's a real bitch that all this happens in layers. Yeah. Oh, totally. (laughs) Like it's great because I think if we had to deal with like the full magnitude of some of our issues all at one time, like our heads would just explode. So I understand why it has to happen in layers. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, when you're like, how am I still... Enacting this pattern. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was really powerful. And then I, we didn't have like a fire or anything. So I was the one who took them home. Like everyone wrote it down on a paper and I burned them in my fireplace this morning. Mm. Um, So that was really lovely. And like I said, a a little prayer before burning them. And um, yeah, sprayed like some prosperity mist all around. Um. And it was just so good. And it was so lovely to connect with new people since I don't really have any friends here. Um, That was fun. And hanging out with Sarah was fun. Friend of the podcast. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. It was all just really great. And, oh, and it was speaking of channeling, I got to channel some guidance for Jess, which was really funny and fun. Because it was like, it was very impromptu. She, She had said earlier on, like, oh, maybe I'll ask your pendulum something. Um, and then by the time that like that happened, everyone was like back in the room, like in the circle. And so it was like spotlight on Jess <laughs> as she was sharing her thing. And then like spotlight on me as I was like, whoa, your posse is like really chatty right now. <laughs> I have mm. so many things to say. <laughs> That's so um, fun. And it was good and it supported her and served her. So that was a lot of fun. That's so great. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up. I tried to ignore the full moon. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like I mentioned to you before we got on the call, I've had this weird cough thing going on, and it's not like I'm sick, but there's definitely something going on in my throat, where it's just like I've had this cough for days, and I, like, lost my voice on Sunday night, which, I mean, (laughs) Mm -hmm. if that's not, like, symbolic, I don't know what is, and I was feeling pretty fine last night, but then I went to bed, and then just, like, could not stop coughing, and... I was laying there and I was like, I obviously need to be moving through something right now and really resisted it. And finally was like, okay, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to get up and do the things that I know will help move this energy because I really want to go to sleep. 
and laying here coughing is just pissing me off at this point. <laughs> and so I went in the other room and um, sat and stared <laughs> off into the darkness, knowing that what I needed to do was tap, uh, like EFT tapping for anyone who's like, what the hell is she talking about? Uh <laughs> And knowing that I needed to tap and having some real resistance to even tapping. And then I, so that's what I decided to tap on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, I didn't even want to go directly in with the throat thing. I was just like going to tap on resistance to tapping. And I had, oh, look, a siren. This must that's be really true what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I like that whoever we hire to edit is not going to have to edit out all the sirens anymore. Uh so, and it was so interesting what came up because I have been struggling around some stuff lately, whether or not to speak my truth. Like there are some things that I want to be witnessed in by some mm -hmm. people who I think people in my life who don't feel all that open or willing to be a witness. Mm -hmm. And it's really been interesting because it's, I've been in this situation where it's like, do I stand in this anyway? Do I ask them to witness me anyway? Do I speak my truth anyway? And I thought that that's what the throat stuff was going to be around. But as I like tapped through it, what started coming up for me was more around how I'm trying or have been trying really hard to fix my problems very much in the physical realm. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been like praying about it, for instance. Mm. And I haven't spent time like having a conversation from my higher self to the higher selves of these people that I am longing to witness me. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it's talking about layers. It's me still not entirely trusting God. And mm -hmm. it's like, can you do the spiritual work and let that be enough? Like, what is this, like, fierce desire to be witnessed by these people who it's pretty clear would rather just pretend like what's happening isn't happening? Mm -hmm. And realizing that there's a little bit of an ulterior motive inside wanting to be witnessed by them. Uh, it's like a little bit wanting to be thanked and held with gratitude for this spiritual work that I'm attempting to do that I think is really benefiting all of us. Mm -hmm. and realizing that that is not the right place to move from when you want to be witnessed. And mm -hmm. just, I don't know, being like, why am I so afraid to get intimate with God and with spirit? And then what came up was really interesting. It's like I realized that I've been standing in my truth a lot lately, and I'm afraid that in getting closer to God and spirit, I'll be called to stand in my truth in bigger and bigger ways, and that inside of that, I will probably ultimately lose these people who I'm so longing to be closer to. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God. So that's why I'm, like, not meditating before the podcast, and that's why I'm still not fully committed to my spiritual practice. It's that I've been really afraid that in the deeper commitment to my relationship with God, I'm actually going to lose things in the physical realm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... My intention for the full moon was to release some of that fear. Well, my intention for the full moon was to release that fear. Mm -hmm. 
and I prayed last night before I went to bed and then I prayed this morning first thing when I woke up and prayer is not something that I'm have been very comfortable with in the past and yet it felt really nice and so anyway (laughs) this is our podcast and we do what we want and that's why I decided (laughs) to tell all of you that on the air instead of just telling Sally on the phone (laughs) no it's because I think that I think that that is for someone who's listening I felt really called actually to share that on the air and I think that maybe no not I think that maybe I trust God and I know (laughs) that my desires come from God and so my desire to be witnessed by all of you in releasing that is serving someone somewhere Mm -hmm. somehow (laughs) I'm exhausted (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, I love all that. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm so excited for our episode today. (laughs) Woohoo! I am, too. I don't even know what's going to happen or what I'm going to say. Me neither. And, well, I'm not going to say anything else until we introduce what it is. Okay. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Okay, so, Sally. Yes. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. <laughs> We're honored, in fact. Uh, I invite you to close your eyes mm-hmm. and really go back to that moment a year ago today when you knew, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so go to that moment and take a really deep breath in. <sighs> And when you're really grounded in that energy and really feeling it in your body, share with us in one word how you were feeling a year ago today. I was thrilled. That's how Mm. I was feeling. Mm. How did it feel in your body? It felt like buzzing excitement. Mm, I like that. Yeah, me too. I'm feeling it now. I know. (laughs) So a year ago today, Sally met the woman who was destined to be (laughs) her manicurist. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I know what some of you out there are thinking. Let me tell you. You are thinking, what the fuck is this? Personal growth, bullshit, yada, yada, a manicurist. What the fuck do nails have to do with personal growth? And the reason I know that that's what you're thinking is because I went through a lot of that with this episode. It's been on the calendar for a very long time, and I've spent a lot of time being like, are we really going to fucking record that? And we are. Yes, here we are. (laughs) It was one of the first ones that we put on the calendar. Mm-hmm. And so I have been through the same, all of the same things, because my first gut was like, oh, this needs to be an episode. And then, mm-hmm. but several months have passed since then. And I've been yeah. like, is this, a, I don't think this is an episode. I almost deleted it at one well, point. And we've rescheduled this recording session. Oh, yeah. We forgot to schedule this recording session, <laughs> and then we scheduled it, and then we had to reschedule it. Yeah. So 
We're both having a lot of resistance to it, which I think means it's really powerful. Yes, totally. Which I know means it's really powerful. So, Sally, why does this matter? (laughs) This matters because... I think in the simplest terms and most convenient definitions, (laughs) that was a breakfast club plug. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about our nails and quote the breakfast club. Yes, this is going to be the best episode ever. (laughs) Um, It's basically a sleepover. (laughs) Ooh, that'd be fun. Um, It's just like, yeah, the simplest way to explain it like what it felt, what felt so meaningful about it when we first put it in the calendar was that it really represented a new level of self-care for me and real commitment to my self-care. Um, I have had an interesting journey with my nails. Uh, <laughs> I like went from never doing them to doing them all the time. And I would do them, like, I had a huge nail polish collection and do (gasps) my nails. You know what I just realized? What? Oh, my God. This is weird. What? Like, three days ago, you know how much nail polish I have because when you moved, you brought all of your (laughs) nail polish to me and I kept, like, half of it and I already had some. And I never do my own nails anymore. Like, less than a week ago, I threw all of that nail polish away. That's awesome. Okay, sorry, continue. I just didn't even realize that that had happened until just this moment, and now I'm freaking out about what it means. I'm so excited about this. Go (laughs) on. New commitment to self-care. Yes. You've been on a journey. I'm sorry I interrupted. It's all good. This is perfect. Yeah, so I would do them all the time because, to me, it was important to, like, set aside that time for myself, and I'm a creative person, and I loved, like, playing with the nails and having accent nails before that was a thing. Um, and just like playing around with them, doing fun, weird things. And then I stopped, I stopped doing my nails really. And then I, it was around the time of the become a muted soiree. So it was two years ago, around two years ago, that I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get my nails done. And at that point I was making no money. Um, or very little money. I shouldn't say no money. I was making money. It was very little And so it was a really big stretch for me to even go get my nails done. But that was like the thing that I felt called to do. And after that, then I really started to prioritize going to get my nails done. Um, But still, like I didn't do it regularly all that much. And they weren't gel manicures, so I didn't need to go back at any certain point. And um, I was traveling a lot. So I didn't I, I was only traveling with like a couple of nail polish colors. So whatever, like all these things are happening. I feel like before you even go any further, I want to ask you to get really honest because when you're like, well, I didn't have a lot of money. Like for some people that could mean like, you know, it could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Can you uh, share with us in some like general actual number terms what your bank account was looking like? It was like I was making a few hundred dollars a month. Uh Because all of my money was coming from editing and I was the best editor. So, Uh (laughs) um, yeah, this was around the time that I went back to live in my parents' home after Paris. So it was like after all that heartbreak, 
after all of the like is spirit really here for me what is happening after learning how to surrender after thinking that I was going to die and then not dying and then being like well why didn't I die and all of that stuff which I'm trying to think of what episode that was that we talked about that I think it was Ashley's episode um we'll link to it in the show notes um so it was like all (laughs) that time when the only money at first the only money I had coming in was money from people that I loved so like Tyler sending me money, my sister sending me money, my my parents giving me money. I didn't have any income until editing season came in and I was like, oh, thank God. Now I have some money. So, yeah. So I was making a few hundred dollars a month for like two or three months. And then, you know, editing season was over and then I didn't know where the money was going to come from after that. Right, right, right. So I just felt like it was important because it's it's different when you have a full-time job and a steady income that's not as much as you would like it to be and to be like I'm going to indulge in this luxury for myself mm-hmm. or like make this self-care thing a sacred practice. Yeah. When you when you have a stable income, but for you to honor the importance of what it meant to you when you had so little money coming in, I just, I thought it was important to be really real about what we're talking about when we say very little money. Yeah. I'm all about it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I interrupted you again. So proceed. Yeah. So then, um, fast forward. So at some point I, I tried to gel manicure. Don't remember when that happened. I was in California. I know that. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, gel manicures are great because they last forever. My nails don't grow very fast. So they I was are like, the best. This is awesome. Um, and then fast forward some more. I my mother was in town for the holidays um, for Thanksgiving, actually. Uh, and she treated we all went out her and my sisters and I, we all went out to get our nails done one night. And it was a salon that was near where Yamel used to work. So she had seen it and like had seen signs for it and was like, oh, this new place just opened up. It seems really snazzy and fancy and they have really lovely seats and we had to make an appointment and it was like the kind of place where like your appointment actually matters. (laughs) So we like arrived early for our appointment even and then they were like, well, we can't see you right now. And like two doors down, there was another nail nail salon and my mother was like well why don't we just go here like there's a lot of people here it must mean that it's good and we were all like no we're gonna go to the fancy place that gives you mimosas so word up (laughs) so we went to the fancy we waited we like walked around went to the fancy place that gives you mimosas and I got you know fate connected me to Amina and as soon as I like sat down and she started doing my nails, even my sisters afterwards were like, oh, we knew, <laughs> we knew this is, this is the manicurist for Sally. <laughs> From the moment we saw you together, we knew. Yes. Sparks were flying. <laughs> Everything was great. And then at first it was just like, she was doing a really great job, but also she wasn't like doing too much. I don't love talking to strangers. Like, I don't need to talk to you if you're doing my nails. We can sit here in silence. That's okay. (laughs) Um, uh, Or like if we talk, like I want it to feel natural and organic and not like, do you have a boyfriend? Why don't you have a boyfriend? Um, Salon talk is painful. It's terrible. So like I didn't have any of that. Like she didn't talk that much. And when she did, it was like totally great and like fine and normal. Um, And 
And then she was like, yeah, and I... Oh, and she, like, commented on everything that was happening along the way, which I didn't... I don't know. It was it was interesting. Her technique, her entire approach to this happening made it feel more like, oh, I feel so good about this decision. <laughs> I feel so good about, like, treating myself to this manicure. She was like, now I'm cutting your cuticles. Well, she was very, like, oh, like, I'm cutting your cuticles, and, like, this is why. And, like, this is why most people, like this is why it's not great to cut your cuticles, but here's how I'm doing it. That makes it okay. Um, and like, what else? She was like, yeah, and I'm going to apply, like you are going to get your hand massage with the lotion, but it's not going to be until after we're done with the manicure. People always get confused and they think that they're not going to get the hand massage, but places that give you the hand massage before don't make any sense. Cause then it gets, then you're doing your nails. So uh, it doesn't make any sense. I just want to say, it's so interesting because what she's doing, it's, I feel like, is so important regardless of what it is, whether someone's doing your nails or it's, like, a coach that you're working with or if mm-hmm. you're, like, following a recipe. Yeah. It's, like, oh, yeah. here's what I'm going to do and here's all the shit that's most likely going to come up for you. <laughs> and I want yeah. you to know ahead of time that that's totally normal. <laughs> it's, like, you're going to think that this caramel is never going to turn caramel, but it will. (laughs) Don't worry. Keep breathing. It's all going to be okay. (laughs) Yep, totally. So she did all of that in like a really fun, relaxed, like lovely way. And so I just adored her. Um, And it was the most like well done manicure I had ever gotten in my life. The most precise, the cleanest, the loveliest she did exactly what I asked her to do if I don't think that at that point she had any like suggestions like since then we like talk more about like well I've been thinking of trying this (laughs) now it's a real co-creation yes exactly (laughs) um so yeah it wasn't like let me chop off this nail and then you know ask for permission after um so that all felt really good and I was just like blown away and I got black I'm pretty sure or something close to black so already I was like nervous because I was like oh if this is screwed up like you're gonna be able to tell because this is not it's gonna show right away um and then it was perfect so I was like this woman she knows what she's doing um so that was great and then I remember one of the things that like stood out from that experience because I didn't realize at that point, even though I was like, oh my God, I love this woman. I didn't realize that from then on, I would never, ever see another manicurist again, which I still have not done. Um, but when my mother was like giving the tip and stuff, it was like not, I did not feel it was a sufficient tip. I love tipping well, especially for things like waxing and mm. manicures, these things that I like value and that I, I love tipping well for everything. Well, yes, that is true. But I, I don't know. I feel like those things in particular, like if you're waxing my vagina or <laughs> if you have to put up with my crazy toes. <laughs> oh my God. One time I, I got a wax, a bikini wax, and I like... I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened. I just like forgot to tip the girl and I felt so bad. And then I went back next time and it was the first thing I said when I got in the room. I was like, well, and they don't even know at the place that I go because you just put it in a little envelope with their name on it. Mm -hmm. So they don't necessarily know who tipped what unless they're looking after every client, which they might. (laughs) I don't know. But the first, the next time I went in, the first thing I said was, I didn't tip you last time and I want you to know that I'm going to tip you double today and I'm so sorry. I love that. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's important. And it was important to me. And so I felt like she wasn't leaving sufficient tip, my mother. And so I left a personal tip. I was like, here's $20 or whatever, whatever it was that I left. Um, and yeah, and so like that also was like, ugh, I love this woman. She's phenomenal. She's the best manicurist I've ever had. I'm going to give her the best tip I've ever given anyone. And it's like, I mean, it's a, I feel like it's a normal priced Manny petty but anyway um yeah and she kept giving me mimosas like I didn't everything about this experience is great and then after that I was like well I I was so happy the month or six weeks or whatever after that that I was six like six weeks yeah my nails. that's how long a gel manicure lasts you oh yeah especially from Amina damn <laughs> they're so great they last me forever my nails don't really grow out until like four weeks after. So you can tell that it's been a while, but the nail polish itself is still completely intact. And that's when I knew I was like this. I have to go back to this woman because nothing. No, my nails are pristine other than the fact that they've grown out. Um, so I went back and and then I just always went back, I went back forever and ever all of the time. And it was the first time that I've ever regularly gone to get my nails done um and that I felt like I had this like sense of accountability because it was the same person and she would know like and she has done this where she's been like it's been so long since I've seen you <laughs> it's been too long <laughs> why have you not come back what's happening in your life what's going on with your business that you have not been back in like you know nine weeks or whatever um, I so like that she knows that too. she's like, oh boy, what's going on in your business? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she knows what a priority it is for you. <laughs> yep, exactly. So she, it's just, yeah, it's just been magical. I love her so much, um, and she's so supportive, and she like asks about the podcast now. Ever since I told her the of our idea <gasps> the first time, does she know that this is going to be an episode? Yes, she does. Oh my goodness. She and the last time that I saw her, which was like ten weeks ago at this point, it's been a long time. Um, she was like, are you still going to like record that episode? And I was like, oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. So once it wasn't, when it wasn't like happening, when we had forgotten to schedule it, I was like, oh, Amina's going to notice that we did not schedule this episode. Oh my um, God. And we don't want to make her sad. That would make me no, so sad. That would be terrible because she's the best. She's the greatest. Um, so yeah, those are all the things I love about Amina and what finding her has meant to me. I'm sure there are more things, but that's what's coming to mind now. Well, great. <laughs> uh, I want to know more about the spiritual side of this for you. Like, I think that absolutely anything can become a spiritual practice. And I think that you agree. Mm-hmm. And I want to know why. And I want to know, like, why this? And I want to know, like, what specifically this does for you and how it makes you feel and why it's important. Great. I, to me, it's a lot of things wrapped up in one act. So it's time, like, going to a yoga class or whatever where, like, my phone is off. It's in my bag. I'm just with myself. And with Amina now. But, like, you know, she's still, (laughs) even though we talk now more, we're still, like, quiet for the most part so I just get to like think and reflect and enjoy being taken care of by someone else um 
having someone else like ask, like, is this what you'd like? Would you like this? Oh, I have an idea for this. Would you like to try that? Um, that feels really wonderful. Mm, and it's like a, a way in which you can practice receiving support. Oh, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what really, what's, what created the shift for me from doing my nails myself to having them done by someone else was that at the time I was really starting to, or continuing to, cause I had been doing it for a while, but I was really still deep in this, like, how can I receive more? How can I really receive from every experience? How can I receive from other people? Um, and not just myself. Well, and what's so interesting is I'm ascribing more and more and more and more and more (laughs) and more and more and more to the belief that how you do one thing is how you do everything. And Mm. I'm sitting right now thinking about like some of the stuff that comes up for me when I go to the nail salon. So can I just like tell you some of the things? Yeah. Because it's going to be really interesting. And I really would invite people listening to, to think about this too, not necessarily with nails, but like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you look at the way that you're reacting in a part of your life that's not necessarily emotionally charged, like mm-hmm. getting a manicure, it can give you like really incredible insight into things that are emotionally charged. So I haven't actually done this yet, so let's do it live together. <laughs> okay, so when I get my nails done, I often feel anxiety about fitting it into my schedule. Mm-hmm. And even if I put it on my schedule, I often end up moving it a few times because it seems less important than other things. Mm-hmm. Even though once I get my nails done, it brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. I so another thing is that I will... I like sometimes have anxiety that I am not being understood or that that things are not going the way they should be. You know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's like I want to make sure if I'm getting a manicure and a pedicure that they're soaking off the gels for plenty of time so that they don't have to, like, mutilate my nails to get the polish off. Yeah. And if they don't start soaking the gels, like, pretty soon after I sit down, I get a little anxious. And it's like Mm -hmm. I don't trust that I'm going to be taken care of the way I'd like to be taken care of. And sometimes I vocalize it. And sometimes I just sit there in my anxiety. (laughs) Uh, In picking colors, I often have a really challenging time deciding what I want. And it's like, I'll go in knowing what I want, but then I get overwhelmed by all that's available to me. And then I become less sure of what I knew I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then if I want an accent nail or something, I sometimes get really anxious about asking because I feel like I'm uh, causing them an inconvenience or like I'm making it more work than it needs to be. Mind you, I'm paying them. (laughs) yep so it's like all of these things that come up for me when I'm getting my nails done well and there's there's more I'm gonna keep going great uh I get really nervous that the person doing my nails is going to talk to me and that I'm not going to understand them and (laughs) because the the people that do my nails are quite often Asian And I have a lot of anxiety about not understanding what someone's trying to communicate to me and having to ask them to repeat themselves and how that's going to make them feel and how it's going to make me feel. 
before mm-hmm. it ever happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This happens so rarely. <laughs> and I get anxiety about tips sometimes. Mm. I'm like, am I tipping enough? Like, I'm strapped for cash right now, if I am in that moment. At the same time, I want to be generous. It's important to me to be generous. And I'm already being generous to myself by getting the nails done. And I sometimes have the idea come up, like, can I afford to be generous to myself and also generous to the person doing my nails? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I still end up tipping what I want to tip, but I go through a lot of anxiety sometimes to get there. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> So I love getting my nails done. It's not always a fraught experience, but these are all things that I have experienced and sometimes still do experience. And it's really interesting because I can go in there and know that that anxiety might come up and like breathe into it and relax and ask for what I want and allow myself to be taken care of and trust myself, you know, and it's like, All of that is a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah, I've had all of those same anxieties around getting my nails done until now. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting because getting your nails done should be, well, quote unquote should, you know, Mm -hmm. but like should be really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people just do it like for the... Do it not because it brings them joy to do it or to have beautiful nails, but because they feel like they should have beautiful nails for other people to enjoy. Well, but I think that even when you're doing it for yourself, it still can have all of that because it's still like, well, now I'm doing something that's just for me, which is how I always felt about my nails. Because the only reason that I even started doing my nails in the first place was because they brought me joy, (laughs) was because I liked typing And seeing that my nails were colorful and fun. Well, I guess that's more true. I retract my previous statement. (laughs) I think both are true. I think it depends on the person and how they, like, the reason why. But I think that both of the scenarios can still lead to all of the same anxieties, just for different reasons, maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's so interesting, because if you take that and you extrapolate it, and you're like, okay, so anytime I'm doing something that's purely for myself, these are all the ways in which anxiety is prone to come up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I'm not adequately taking care of everyone else involved or that I'm asking too much Mm -hmm. or that I'm not being generous enough with everyone else, that I'm selfish, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that the, the one that's really interesting that is still like in my mind from what you said is like the time for the manicure. I mean, from the beginning, this nail salon was nowhere near where I do any of my things in life. Um, but now I live even farther away from it and like to the point that the other, a a couple of weeks ago, we were driving in that general area in that neighborhood. And I was like, Oh look, my nail salon is right down that street. And Justin was like, you come here to get your nails done. (laughs) I'm like, yep, this is where I come. If I take a lift there, it's between 20 and 30 minutes. If I take the bus there, it's like an hour. Maybe a little bit longer. I don't remember because it's been a while. Um, And so I have to carve out half a day because then while I'm there, the thing itself will take like two hours. (laughs) Um, So I have to carve out half of my day 
to make this happen to like really allow myself to receive it and at mm-hmm. first i just kept thinking like this is absurd like this doesn't make any sense whatsoever like i don't have the time for this and i mean to the extent that i even think that cuz even if as i was saying that i was like i don't know that i've ever actually said that but you know to the extent that i do is still get things around time like that would come up or like am i really going to make the time for this this day um but the answer always ends up being like yes 100% yes this is going to happen and i'm going to enjoy it and love it and i will sometimes say like hey you know client um I know that I was going to do this thing today, but I'm feeling really called to move my nail appointment from like Friday to today. And so I'm going to be off for the rest of the day because this is going to be an adventure. So um, so hang tight. I'll get those things to you tomorrow or like whatever, um, because I like this has now become so sacred to me that when I feel the urge to go get my nails done and it can actually happen, then I just do it. Um, it's no longer like. A question um which has been interesting because then over these last like the last month or so I was I haven't been able to get my nails done first Amina was traveling and then when she was back for a couple of days before traveling more I didn't have enough money in my bank account to go to like pay to get my nails done so I was like well this did not work out well um and so now since then, I've just been like, I have money now. Come back to America. <laughs> Where is she? She is in Europe. I think right now she's in Germany. She may be back like today or like something. But um, yeah, she first was. So she's Brazilian and German, I believe. She's from Brazil, but her mom is in Germany. Somebody's in Europe somewhere. Um, and so she went out there to visit like her friends and um to try to resolve some things with her mom or something and uh yeah so she did that and then she came back and then she was she was flown out I think for some sort of gig because she she does a lot of things she's also like an art she owns an art gallery she's an artist she used to manage artists she does something else that I from that I'm now forgetting she does a lot of things that's another reason why we talk a lot about like business because <laughs> both of us are like here are all of my interests and passions and here are all the things that I'm like working on as a business and here are all the ways that I'm still longing to express myself um so yeah she was flown out there for some gig or other some shoot I think which is what I would love to do one day is to just pay Amina to travel with me all of the places mm-hmm. and do my nails everywhere <laughs> she could do my nails too yep She's great. She's the best. So that's it. That's, I, I think that like the time thing has been a really interesting one for me too. Cause that used to be one of my excuses. That was part of why I would do them myself, even though it made no sense because it still took a long time because the nails would not dry. And then I'd just be sitting there <laughs> immobile for like an hour. <laughs> well, that's why I finally threw all my nail polish away. Cause I was like, okay, to be clear, I threw 98% of my nail polish away. I kept like three bottles just in case. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Well, right, right, right. And I was like, you know what? I never do this. And I guess, I don't know. I guess I keep like extrapolating and being like, what does this say in a larger sense? It's like, I'm holding on to all of this nail polish. 
It takes up a shit ton of space. Well, not mm-hmm. that much, but a lot for something that I never mm-hmm. use. And I don't know. I just have gotten really clear lately that it's really detrimental to my well-being to hold on to things that I never use. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that goes for the, you know, 25 bottles of nail polish that I probably had, but also probably goes for like, uh, I don't know, that dress that I might wear someday mm-hmm. or like, you know, that belief that I is really not serving me, but I might need it someday. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, why? Yeah. Why? And also like allow yourself to upgrade when you outgrow things. Like, honestly, I have outgrown doing my own nails and not in a, like, I don't know, not in like a like snotty kind of way, but in like a, you know, if I'm going to take the time to do nails, I want to go have it done by somebody who's going to do a better job than I will do and mm-hmm. who's going to give me a gel manicure that will last at least three weeks, not spend a whole bunch of time, and then have it wrecked in three days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally. And it's like, I feel like about being honest with yourself about the standards in your life Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I threw my nail polish away. It was like, because if I'm going to invest any time into my nails, I'm going to do it in a way that it will last. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. And that feels better. I, or it feels it, to better. me, it feels better when somebody else is doing them. Yeah, I know. And they do a better job. Totally. And that's just an interesting concept in general. It's like, yeah, there are a lot of things that I can do. Like, I can sound edit the podcast. Mm-hmm. I, it's like physically possible yeah but someone else will do a better job and I will enjoy my life more if I let someone else take care of me in that way mm-hmm. and it's like what are all the ways that we're walking around trying to like do it all ourselves that is really like inhibiting our growth and expansion rather than supporting us mm-hmm. it's this came up last night in the in our full moon circle um this notion of like well I have just gotten used to like doing it all myself and like I can be really scrappy. Like there's the scrappy energy that I'm really great at and I can come up with an idea and figure out how to do it all myself. Um, but like, why? That's not necessary <laughs> at well, all. And it's like, you can know that you possess that energy without needing to be in that energy unnecessarily. Yeah, because I'm sure that it will serve you at some point. There will be like moments when that will be what's required and it's good to know that you can do that and that it feels good for you to do that. But that doesn't mean that it's always necessary and it doesn't right. mean that it always feels good. Right. So it's and if like, there's an emergency situation in which I need to paint my own nails, I can. <laughs> and I will. Yeah. I kept one bottle of red nail polish and one bottle of gold nail polish and one bottle of hot pink. Those are the most important colors. Right. <laughs> I'm prepared. Yep. In case of a manicure apocalypse, <laughs> I'm going to be taken care of. I you know what I also did the other day? What? I had this, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. There was a little green, like, zipper pouch that had, like, my cuticle pusher backer thing and Mm -hmm, my mm -hmm. nail clippers. And it was, like, back when I got it, 15 years ago probably at this point, (laughs) literally I probably had this little pouch for 15 (laughs) years. It's, like, it was great. It had all these little things to hold everything in place, but all the little plastic things are broken. Yeah. And 
for some reason I've kept it anyway. And the other day I was like, what am I doing? And I just like <laughs> threw it away. And I have this gorgeous gold like pencil case that is the perfect size for my nail things. And I put it in there and I was like, this is such a freaking upgrade. That's great. Yes. I, I feel great that. about it. That's wonderful. I mean, just don't underestimate the power of the little small things. Yeah. They make a big difference. Well, I also wanted to talk about commitment uh, in terms of self-care. And so there's this coach, Allison Braun, who has this thing called the business pleasure map. And she basically is like, map out your like desired life. You know, so she has you kind of like reverse engineer the kind of prices that you need to be charging by starting with like a line item budget for everything you want in your life. Mm -hmm. And so I did this and it's like, okay, ideally I would like to get a gel manicure and a pedicure every three weeks. I would like to have a massage once a week. I would like to have acupuncture every other week. I would like to do Epsom salt floats, which I just think are the best thing in the world, like weekly. Mm -hmm. Uh, and at the time, it's like, okay, so not all of this is, is feasible in this moment, right? So it's like, which things do you commit to? Which things do you choose to make non-negotiable? And because I was feeling overwhelmed, I, like, set a, like, so-so level of commitment around getting a massage every other week to mm -hmm. start. And I have not done it at all. I probably had – that was probably – in February, and I probably had like five or six massages since mm -hmm. February, and it's December to be clear. <laughs> yeah. And I am feeling clearer and clearer now around the concept of what it means to commit to something on an energetic level. And it's like, okay, like if I really were to commit to that and to say, okay, I it's non-negotiable that I will have a massage every other week. I actually have a belief that that money would show up. Yeah. But because I have been wavering in my energetic commitment to my own self-care and been like, well, it's the first thing to go when I am feeling tight on money. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, of course the money for self-care doesn't consistently show up because it's the first thing to go. I obviously don't value it that much. Mm -hmm. So I know that you just talked about not going to get a manicure because you didn't have money in your bank account and so I wanted to have you weigh in on on your ideas about commitment especially when it comes to self-care rituals yeah I it's it's interesting because I this was the first time so I've now been doing this for a year going every usually every six weeks or so sometimes it's like a little longer like there was a period when I was traveling a lot and for two months or maybe two and a half months I didn't get them done simply because I was not in LA ever long enough to, to go get them done um and I just didn't get them done I didn't do them myself I removed the nail polish but that was all that I did and then I just went off on my travels um and this was the first time that the money wasn't there. And it was really interesting because I had to really ask myself why. Because it has been the case that when I have prioritized it, then the money, you know, in my head, it's always like, well, it's either this or food. I'm either going to get a manicure or I'm going to eat for the week <laughs> or like whatever. Um, but that never ends up being the case. Yeah. So to say in that case, what do you do? What do you choose? The, How do you choose? I've Up until this point, I had been choosing getting my nails done. And the money for the food has 
come showed up either by some by other people paying for my food or by you know getting a an unexpected client or like whatever gig um and so when this happened when she was here for a few days and it was like I had money in my bank account but not enough to pay for a manicure or like maybe there was enough to pay for a manicure but not a pedicure I forget exactly how much I had in my account but well, I want to get both done. <laughs> I don't want to only get my nails done. <laughs> or, yeah, I want to get my toenails done, too. And so I, like, was sitting there and thinking about it and trying to figure out, like, what was happening in that moment. And it was really just this time of really con almost, like, finishing up the process of clearing things out. Um... And it was a time when I was starting to really question what is my value? What is a priority to me? What am I doing with my life? How did I get here? What's happening right now? Um, and so it was interesting because I think that had I, I don't know, it was, it was interesting that there wasn't even enough money in my account for me to go get the thing done. And I think that's what made me examine it more because I think if I had if I had had the money I would have just gone and done it I would have been like yes <laughs> schedule me for tomorrow <laughs> let's make this happen um but it was right before actually I did t I got my tapping into wealth book um and so right before I did that so I just feel like in a lot of ways there was a lot of like clearing away energy that was happening in all areas of my life and here was this thing that I loved so much that I had prioritized all year long that felt like it was being taken away from me because there wasn't enough money in my bank account. Um, and I had to be like, well, it's impossible. This is not taken away from me. I co-created this. What is happening here? So that was a really interesting thing to examine. And yeah. And then that weekend I went through tapping into wealth. Um, and I still feel like a lot of my life is clearing away. Um, but I, 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 and I also am recognizing that things are starting to finally fill in that space that I've been clearing for the entire year. Because mm. mm -hmm. in February, this is something that I realized last night. In February, I went to Hawaii. I remember having a call with Jess, who... I mentioned earlier in the episode <laughs> um, for anybody who's like, who the fuck is Jess? Who was she talking about? Um, and in that call, I had said to her like, yeah, like my business is in transition and I don't really know what it's transitioning to. And it's a little scary and a little confusing, but a little exciting. And I realized last night that I like was saying almost the same exact thing to somebody else at, at last night's circle. And I was like, well, no wonder these last few months I've been so frustrated because I have now been in this same position for almost a year where every single time that I start to do anything, then the message that I receive is, no, you need to clear more. And I'm like, I don't have things left to clear. <laughs> what is happening? Like, <laughs> how well, much clearing not can true. I possibly... Yeah, no, totally not. <laughs> more, more yeah. clearing. But like at every step, at every turn, I was like... Like, Spirit, what the fuck are you doing right now? Like, I do not understand, and I don't like it, and it doesn't feel good. Um, and it was just interesting that now we're also having this conversation, because, like, I hadn't 
really realized how much time I had been spending in this clearing phase. Like I ha- I was I hadn't consciously noticed it until last night and earlier yesterday um when I had started like my year end review and all that stuff and you know one of the things that I did with like the Dean Street training was she had us like write down what happened each month, like the highlights of each month and then how we were feeling that month, like given all those highlights, all the, like the snapshot or whatever. And you have to be like really honest with yourself. And in all the, like from, I think like September till now, it was a lot of like excited and confused, frustrated and tired, annoyed, angry, exhausted. (laughs) Um, And so all of that kind of came together last night when I was like, of course I've been feeling tired and exhausted and drained and angry and frustrated and confused because I've been in this clearing out space for far longer than I thought I would be. And I don't think that I would have said yes to that if I had known at the time. (laughs) Um, Uh But there I was and here I am. Well, it's so interesting as you're saying that I'm obviously thinking about myself because that's what... I do. (laughs) No, I'm listening to you. Uh, And I don't think it's a bad thing that I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking, how does this relate to me? How can I apply this to my own life? And I hope that everyone out there is thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm just thinking about my closet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I have been since, God, when did I start purging my closet, Sally? Do you remember? Early this year. Early in the, yeah, I want to say it was early summer, but I'm not 100% certain. Um, well, I don't know. I have this year gotten rid of like at least 80% of the clothing that I owned. And it's so funny because I'll purge my closet and then like a week later and I'll get rid of like bags and bags of stuff. And then like a week later, I'll purge my closet again. And it's like each time I'm going through being like, okay, what else can I let go of? What (laughs) Mm -hmm. else do I really not love? What else do I really not need anymore? What else am I hanging on to for a sentimental reason, even though it's not practical? Uh, What else do I try on and then always put back on the hanger? Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because I've been aware of this, I think, not on a totally conscious level, but a little bit, that that's also what I've been doing in my belief system. Mm. Is like going in over and over and being like, all right, what else can I get rid of? Mm-hmm. What else do I not need? What else is just taking up space? Uh, what else is old, stagnant energy? Mm-hmm. And it's just like I was saying earlier, it's like, you know, like one thing is how you do everything. I really like would invite anybody who's feeling kind of stuck in their spiritual life to begin clearing. And if it helps, just start in the physical. Yeah. Because I swear to you that by making purging my clothing a practice, it has affected my spiritual practice. And it's like this weird thing where it's like you don't have to consciously necessarily address the belief system to really be shifting the belief system. Mm Mm-hmm. It's every time you go through your closet, getting more and more and more honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Or like every time you go to get your nails done, relaxing more and more and more and more around receiving support and not feeling bad about it. Yeah. Totally. 
I don't know. I just, I guess I'm, I feel like I'm finally seeing the value in realizing how, like, you don't have to sit locked in a room trying to, like, wade through a lifetime worth of limiting beliefs <laughs> if it doesn't feel good. You can mm-hmm. go clean out your closet instead. Mm-hmm. And then maybe just set aside every, every single time after you do laundry, clean out your closet one more time. Don't even put stuff back in your closet. Yeah. In fact, if you don't even want to do laundry, like do it. Sometimes I purge before I do my laundry mm-hmm. and I'm like, what can I get rid of? What do I not even want to take the time to wash? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> I love it. And to examine the reason if there's something that you're not willing to let go of, even though you know you don't need it to examine the reason why. Mm-hmm. So good. I really need a manicure. <laughs> I also do. I keep like needing to take a photo of my nails because they look crazy. Because, like I said, I refuse to get them done anywhere else. I could get them done cheaper, probably faster, but I'm not interested in cheaper fast. <laughs> I'm interested in Amina doing Amen. my nails and taking as long as she requires. <laughs> um, just because I still have the same manicure that I posted like however many weeks ago when they were fresh and sparkly and amazing. Um, maybe I'll do it today now that I actually am like saying it out loud. Because mm-hmm. uh, my nails look cray. Justin is like keeps, I feel like Justin maybe is like low key concerned. <laughs> yeah. He's never seen my nails look this way. He's, That's I'm sure funny. He's like, uh, <laughs> so when are you going to get them done? And even when I was like, I told him, oh yeah, I mean, it's back in town, but like, I can't go get them done until I get paid this weekend, blah, blah, but she's going to be gone. And then he was like, well, maybe do you think that you want to get them done at the place nearby? <laughs> I'm like, no, Justin, I do not. <laughs> I'm going to uh, wait until Amina comes back. <laughs> it's so funny. It, I thought we were going to be almost done with this episode, but now I have something else I want to say. <laughs> Great. Well, it's like Justin's obviously trying to help. Yeah. I had this conversation with Matt last night. We were sitting in the living room and we're thinking about getting a new piece of furniture and I'm really excited about it. And then he was just like watching me and he was like, like, you look like the weight of the world is on your shoulders basically. And I was like, I am just like, ah, like I, I, this corner where all of our food stuff ends up because we don't have a real pantry, but you can just like see all the food sitting there and looks crazy. And it's not been driving me so crazy until lately, and now it's really, really, really starting to grate on me. And he was like, well, we don't have to get this thing. Like, we could buy a cabinet and put there to put the food in. And was, I was like, I know, I know you're trying to help, babe, but I don't <laughs> want a cabinet to put there that doesn't match the bookshelf on this side of it or the kitchen cabinets on this side of it. What I want to do is rip out the whole fucking kitchen and remodel. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and I am so tired of the stopgap measure. And it's just like, whatever you said, what did you say? You're like, I'm not interested in cheap and fast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so not interested in cheap and fast. <laughs> yeah. It's the same conversation that I had with Justin about the hangers from the episode about home or Ugh. one of the episodes about home. So true. Like I'm not, I'm not interested in the ugly plastic hangers. <laughs> even if they cost less. <laughs> yeah. Even if they cost a lot less. Yeah. Not, I'm not about that. <clears throat> I'm about the gorgeous fake velvety, whatever 
felt <laughs> slim hangers. That's what I'm about. I'm about going to get my nails done from Amina. And that's it. That's all I'm about. That's all I'm interested in. Until Amina's no longer doing nails, that's where I'm going to get my nails done. <laughs> so funny. Talking about getting this new piece of furniture, Matt was like, well, what if we just turn the couch? And I was just like, absolutely not. A hundred percent no to that idea. I love you and I'm sorry and absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah. It's either a new piece of furniture or it stays the way it is. <laughs> yeah, I would rather keep walking around with these nails than getting them done by someone else. So funny, the things that we choose to dig our heels in on. But yeah. I think energetically, it's like, what is your standard? Yeah, and it's again, it goes back to the toleration energy thing that we talk about often. It's like, what are you tolerating? I, I don't feel like I'm tolerating my nails looking like this at all I feel like this is just what my nails look like until I get the thing that I'm asking for <laughs> like that's it and I it would be tolerating it would be toleration energy for me to go get my nails done by someone else just because my nails don't look good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well and what you're saying right now makes me realize that like what I actually need to do as soon as we get off this call is go in the other room and like organize that corner so that it mm. at least looks presentable and not like just like a pile of a grocery store <laughs> shelf that's like collapsed in our living room. Yeah. And the thing that I'm realizing is how much has changed from me starting to get my nails done because I wanted them to look nice while I'm typing to no, I don't care if they look crazy while I'm typing. I care that I get exactly what I desire. That's what I care about. I care about the experience mm-hmm. of doing my nails and having mm-hmm. them, having that feel fantastic. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I want to feel the way it makes me feel to get the thing I want. Exactly. I'm not interested in a substitute. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Who knew? It's be challenging to live with. <laughs> <laughs> it may be. I'm like our poor boyfriends. Well, but I'm sure they, I mean, I know Justin has his own things. Yeah, well, and I definitely feel that Matt is, like, learning from me, even if it's only on a subconscious level, to, like, not accept less than what he wants. Well, yes, 100%, because this is, like, when I texted you the other day that we were having that sink problem where all of the grossness from the other people's drains and, like, our drains and all the drains were, like, in our sink, was, like, bubbling up in our sink disgusting it was absolutely disgusting it smelled awful it looked gross and then it turned out that we were the first people to say something about it but it was happening in other apartments so there was like this building wide issue or whatever property wide issue that everyone else seemed to be tolerating because we were the first ones to speak up and it wasn't Mm. until we spoke up that they started to check other people's things and it was like more to see like oh is this you know has this caused water damage somewhere else and then it turned out that like all these other apartments were being affected. And I was like, what's happening here? And I realized that it was because Justin and I were no longer in that same level of toleration energy because it Mm. wasn't like, it was gross, but it wasn't like we were going to die. Like (laughs) it was nothing like that. It was not life threatening. Exactly. So yeah. So I think that's it. It really makes me wonder like what would shift on a collective level if everybody just like, became a little less willing to exist inside toleration energy. Like what Mm -hmm. could change on like massive scale if everybody was like, you know what? I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. Yeah. And it's not about like throwing a tantrum and stomping around until you get your way. It's like really shifting your energy to being like, you know what? This is actually not acceptable. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. 
and all the ways that we can do that more. Like I can totally do that, for instance, within my business. Did I tell you I got a new sink? No. That's amazing. Okay. So the other night I (laughs) I walked out into the living room. So I've had in my, in the, uh, we have one and a half bathrooms, but in the main bathroom in our apartment, we've had a crack in the sink. Forever. I created it on accident because something happened with the plumbing and I had to like take apart the plumbing underneath. And as I was putting like stuff back underneath the sink, I like accidentally put pressure on one of the pipes and it like, God, I hope my landlord doesn't listen to this and find out that I'm responsible for the problem. Well, but like, why were you fixing the plumbing? I don't know because this is the crazy thing that we do, right? I'm like, I totally have the capability to fix it myself and I'm just going to look on like YouTube, which is what I did and get down there with a wrench. And the experience was important for me. It was honestly empowering Mm -hmm. until I broke the sink and I've had to live with the like results of the broken sink for like almost a year. I feel like I don't even, I feel like it's been longer. I don't know. But anyway, so it's like, there was this little crack in the sink and it started kind of just as this little hole, but then it like kind of got bigger and bigger. And Sally, it's had started to get like brown inside of there Gross. in the basin of the sink. So I like sometimes would pour bleach in there and let it sit. And that would like at least make it look a little better for a couple days. <laughs> and the other oh. day I walked out and I was just like, I was like, I, I think I even said, I was like, I can't tolerate this anymore. And I was like, I don't care if I have to pay myself for a new sink because the other thing is that we don't like to bother our landlord with anything because our rent is amazing. <laughs> and we're always afraid or have been in the past trying to let go of that, that if we bother him too much that he's going to raise the rent or kick us out or something crazy. Mm-hmm. But I said to Matt, I was like, I will replace the sink myself, mm-hmm. uh, I, but I, I cannot live like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he's like, Oh, okay. And then like literally, I don't know if it was the next day or the day after Matt texted me and was like, we're getting a new sink. So great. And I was like, what? And he goes, well, I just saw Bambi in the hall and he was carrying a sink box. <laughs> and I said, Hey, our sink has a crack in it. And literally within 24 hours of that interaction, we had a new sink. Amazing. And I was just like, it was so interesting because it was just, I didn't have a tantrum. I just moved into this thing where I was like, this is something that I will no longer tolerate in my life. Mm-hmm. And then it fixed itself. So I love miracles. Yeah. I mean, if that's not magic, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. It even it reminds me of when um, our tub was clogged. And I was like, oh, let's get some Drano. And Justin was like, no, let's tell the landlord so that he can get a plumber in here. And like that had never even occurred to me. I was like, but that's not their problem. Like, it's not the building's fault that our clog is drain or our drain is clogged. It's our fault, which it turned out to not be our fault. P.S. But um, but in my head, I was like that I would have never done that. And he was like, no, why would I spend the money for Drano when they can just bring in a plumber? And I was like, okay. Right. Like, why would I try to be scrappy when I can yep. just ask for the support that I need from the person that I pay yes. to maintain <laughs> the building that I live in? You know, it's just yep. ugh, so silly. I know. Uh, this is great. <laughs> I know. This is like my favorite episode ever. <laughs> so good. Oh. oh, boy. Well, do you have anything else to say before we wrap up? Just that I love Amina. Everyone. Well, everyone 
should use her. <laughs> I, I like how you started to say that, and then you were like, do I want to say that? Yeah. Well, because I was like, but then when will she do my nails? But I get them I done, like, every six weeks. So I knew exactly I, what you were thinking. Be fine. <laughs> All right. So we'll put a link to the actual nail salon that Amina works at in yes. L.A. if you want to go have a magical manicure experience. The best of your life. Uh, well, and Amina, if you're listening to this, I personally want to thank you for all of the joy that you bring to Sally's life because it's a lot. Ugh, I love you so much, Amina. I'll see you mm-hmm. soon. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So Sally, close your eyes, mm-hmm. please. And take a deep breath and think about all you've learned in the last year and all of the magic and growth that your manicures have facilitated in your life. And how grateful you are for beautiful nails and for this beautiful presence around your nails in the form of Mina. And tell me in one word how you're feeling. Mm. Magical. Mm-hmm. Supported is what came through for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. I mean, they're kind of the same thing. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And if you could go back to a year ago today and speak directly to yourself then from the woman that you are now, what would you say to her? Mm, Really relish and like rejoice and revel in the delight, the pure delight and yumminess and pleasure of this moment and allow that pleasure to guide you and to teach you all of the things. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, I'm going to get my nails done tomorrow. I'm going to text <laughs> Amina and see if she's back in town. <laughs> Everybody go text your manicurist right now. <clears throat> Just kidding. I don't have the phone number of anyone who does nails. <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing. When I, like, upgraded to one of her special clients that could get private access to her and to text her directly, that was magical. <laughs> Luxury. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, I love oh, it. Man. All right. Well, Sally, thank you so much for talking with us today. <laughs> yes. Happy. Happy to be here. Uh, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they do so? They can find me at Sally Simply or at SallyMercedes.com or UnmutedExpression.com. Maybe we'll see when I update those sites. Mm-hmm. Great. What about you? I can be found, I'm Tyla Fowler on all the social media, and my website is tylafowler.com. And you can find our podcast at a year ago today, no, a year ago podcast.com. Yes. Or you can email us at a year ago podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear about what self care rituals are non negotiable for you or the kind of journey that you've had around making something like that non negotiable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. I love it. Oh, and if you like our intro outro music, you can follow Zena Hell, Z Y N A H E L, on uh, what? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud. You know what? If you want to email us about your self care rituals, uh, I'm going to give it a week after this airs. So I don't know what date yet this is coming out, but you have a week from when this comes out to email us. And then out of the people who email us, I'm going to draw a name out of a hat and I'm going to send you a gift certificate for a manicure and a pedicure in the town that you live in. Yes. So that just feels really, really, really fun. I would love to gift that to you. So 
Nobody ever emails us, so <laughs> your chances so are good. So if you actually email, there's a good, good, good chance that you're going to win a manicure or pedicure. Love it. This is the best thing oh, ever. That was not pre-planned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for when this episode airs. Okay. Uh, uh, yes. So what you need to tell us in the email is just like, I don't know, something about self-care and the journey that you've been on around self-care, and it doesn't have to be long, but mm-hmm. and make sure it you email to it to authentic. a year ago podcast at gmail.com. Don't text mm-hmm. us individually. That's not as much fun. Yeah. If you submit your answer via text message to one of us, it doesn't count. No. Your name does not go in the drawing. You have to email us. See, yes. this is, I am no longer tolerating. Yes. Not yes. receiving emails. That's right. <laughs> I'm all about it. Oh my God, Sally. I love you so much. Love you too. Love you too, okay. listeners. Yeah, we do. Thank you for hanging out with us and talking about nails and plumbing. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the two main topics today, nails and plumbing. Oh, I love it. Peace out, everyone. Okay, bye.